Good morning, everyone. Well, my dear friends, these readings are heavy, you know, deep, uh, disturbing, troublesome. The book of Malachi, from the very first reading, is the very last book in the Old Testament. So if you were to open up the Bible and you look to the very last book that is in the Old Testament, Malachi is the last prophet in the Old Testament. And guess what? The last word he writes in his book. Destruction. Destruction. And then if you open up the New Testament... And you look at the very end of Matthew's gospel, you find this phrase, Behold, I am with you till the end of time. I am with you till the end of time. And if you open up St. Luke's gospel in the very end of it, he writes, They returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and all were continually in the temple praising God. And if you look at the very last book in the New Testament, Revelations, St. John writes, The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all, the author of the Revelations. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. So we need to hear, and we have to be reminded of these words from the prophets, from the psalmist, and even from our Lord who even the gospel passage was tough. Malachi wrote his book because to remind the people, God loves you, but you're not returning his love in the proper way. You're doing it poorly. And at times, I think, many times, a lot of parents struggle with their children to bring them to church. Because, in fact, not too long ago, one mom was telling me that, you know, her child didn't want to, didn't want to go to church anymore. I'm like, why? And the mom was saying, because he just notices the neighbors, they don't go to church, and they're doing great. You know, the neighbor across the street is, is rich, and they don't go to church. Or they're no better off, we're no better off than they are. And so that's a tough argument. And then you have Malachi that says, if you don't go to church, destruction. Well, but what do I get out of it? What, 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 is, what, is, what is the benefit from it? And so I think here, something that we have to reflect on. Life is short. Life is very short. Ask anybody, even in their 50s, how quickly life goes by. And life is short and eternity is long. It's a long time. Or I remember something that was written by a a wonderful a testimony of faith, a German, an Austrian, Austrian martyr during World War II who wrote, 
All things pass away, only heaven remains. All things pass away, only heaven remains. And again, it's it's just a reminder. These readings are a reminder of how we deal with things and how we're going to prioritize our life. How do we prepare? Yesterday, we had this wonderful lunch uh, that was brought to us by Vision Food Chair. And it was for people that sometimes eat alone or actually eat alone a lot. And people who don't have the means to have a really wonderful Thanksgiving meal. And so we invited as many people as, wanted, as could, could come. And I went around and I said hello to people. And there was this one individual that I said hello to, elderly. And they said, Father, I got to talk to you. And I said, what? What's going on? He said, the end is coming. The end is coming. And, and this person recommended that I buy dehydrated food, okay, begin to store it, and to begin to prepare for the end. And I've learned a lot from a lot of people. And one of the things I've learned is that when you are alone, and maybe all you have to read is the Bible, you can begin to think in a different way. And I was saying to myself, after the conversation, I said to myself, is that the way that I would like to prepare for the end of time? You know? Buy dehydrated food, store it, and be ready for the devastation. Or would I prefer, I mean, would I even prefer to live in a world like that? Or is there something else I should do? And so here in these readings, let's ask ourselves something. The first thing we we should ask is, what or who influences me the most? What or who influences my life the most? That will help determine the next thing. How am I going to live my life? One of the most remarkable books, in fact, I even read an article, uh, they said the top five books of the century, the top five books of the century, right? Which one? What's the number one book of the century? And they had listed Les Miserables. Les Miserables. Let me tell you something. If you've never read the book and only seen the movie or the musical or the play, you have not experienced the full power of that book. 1,500 pages, right? And it is a beautiful masterpiece because it shows the lives of two people, one that seeks the destruction of another, the humiliation of another, and another one that is ready to forgive, be forgiven, show compassion, show love, show mercy, tenderness, to live their life to help people. And so we need to find, we need to be honest with ourselves. Who or what motivates me? Who or what motivates you? 
in your life. I have to also admit, for me personally, one person that has inspired me a lot in these last 10 years has been Pope Francis. Pope Francis. Why? Because Pope Francis did not think at all like I do. Pope Francis does not think like I do. When I was, you know, I used to think, okay, the most important thing, evangelize the world, preach the word, teach the doctrine, the dogma. Come on, people need to know their faith. And so that was my way of thinking. And then comes along Pope Francis, and he's like, no, the church should show uh, this mercy, this compassion, this understanding. It should be serving other people. It should be out there. It should be like a hospital. It should be like a field hospital where we serve as many as we can, whoever they are. And that was like an eye-opener. And maybe for, for some, it was just come, came naturally. But for me, it was like an eye-opener. And so in today's readings, we have to ask ourselves, who or what influences my life? And am I going to take the side of Malachi, destruction, like destruction. Just fold my arms like this and say, hey, you know what? This world is going in a basket and I, you know, there's nothing we can do. Let's just watch it crumble and fall. Or is there the other side that says, no, I am not going to give up and I'm going to continue to preach the good news and share the good news with others. Salvation. Am I going to watch it happen or am I going to go for it? That's really the, the two options that we have. And one of the reasons why what will help us to decide, I think, is when we see some of these powerful stories that happen in the world. They just came out with a report, you know, uh, in Japan, right? The Catholic Church came out with a report in Japan. The Catholic Church has been around in Japan for 370 years, okay? 370 years, starting with St. Francis Xavier, the Jesuit, who went to Japan and began to evangelize the people. Guess how many Catholics live in Japan? Less than 400,000. In a population of 216 million people, Okay, 216 million people, less than 400,000 are Japanese. And guess where most of the Japanese Catholics lived or live or lived? Nagasaki, where we dropped the atomic bomb. So the population even went down even more in that city. But in those 370 years, Can you imagine that there have been more prime ministers in Japan that were Catholic than in the United States and Britain combined? Well, presidents and prime ministers in England. In Japan, more prime ministers that were Catholic in that country than in England and the United States combined. Why? Because even though they're small, they have had such a tremendous impact in the culture, in society, in Japan. And even though we may be small, we can fold our arms and say, you know what? 
we're not going to change anything. Or we can actually do something and get to work. I will tell you, my dear friends, here in the parish, so many wonderful ideas of what we're doing here have come from you. You know, I'm reminded of this little pew card. I don't know if you, you've seen this little pew card for the children, right? The pew art, they can write, they can make their art. And I remember, you know, one parent was telling me, the children make so much noise in church, Father. You know, what are you going to do about it? I'm like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not gonna t- are you saying, kidding me? I'm not going to say anything. Well, we got to do something about it. we got to tell the parents, start taking responsibility for your children. And then one parent came up with an idea of having this, and it doesn't even have little kids. A parent that doesn't even have little kids came up with this pew card. And this has been such a beautiful gift to our parish. So we could have folded our arms and said, you know what? Go to the cry room, go, to, go, go out the doors, leave, blah, blah, blah. Or we could go, you know, what are we going to do about this? And from someone in the parish that came up with this idea. That's how we change things. By people always thinking there's a solution to every problem. There was a, a, there's another person at our parish that noticed that at masses, sometimes people get sick. I don't know if you've experienced that yet here, but... We've had some people, we've had to call the ambulance, we've had to call. So one person decided, you know what? Why don't we create a medical ministry? So that at every, you know how many, we have so many people that are either doctors or nurses at emergency rooms, blah, blah, blah. And they were saying, why don't we make it, make sure that at every mass we have three or four medical people that are actually practicing, I mean, like they're legit, that are he, that you know, I'm, I can do acupuncture, no, right? But that are legit, yeah? and they say we'll be here. We can take vitals. We can do this. We can prepare. And I was like, that's a wonderful idea. People from the parish who don't fold their arms, but are constantly thinking of ways to make things better, and that's what it is. The Old Testament. Many times, the people were like, you know what, we're going to wait for you to do it all. And then in the New Testament, you have Jesus that says, I am with you always till the end. Amen.